Hey there, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com. Welcome back to another episode of The John Morris Show. All right, so I got this from Saeed. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly on YouTube. He said, I too spent many years learning web development and thought I would start freelancing after learning thoroughly. But as we all know, there's always something to learn. I had started learning web development with the goal of being financially independent, but right now, I'm just afraid if a client asks me something I don't know, how do I get over this? So let me answer this by telling you about my first paid client. He had asked me to build, uh, it was a kind of e-commerce site. So it was a bit different than normal, which is why he couldn't use OS Commerce. And actually, I don't even think Woo existed at that time. But there were some scripts out there that kind of did this thing. But he couldn't use those because it wasn't a pure, those things wouldn't do what he wanted uh, What he wanted to do. So he couldn't use any of those big e-commerce scripts and he had hired me to build it for him. And at first, again, this was my first paid client, so I can't even really put into words how excited I was. You know, after all the years of trying to learn this stuff and in the meantime, while I was learning, suffering at you know jobs hopping from jobs to from job to job all just working at places i couldn't stand you know the many late nights pouring over code and going through tutorials just trying to get this figured out and be able to do this for a living i finally felt with this first paid paid client that i had kind of made it like this was the beginning of a a new chapter in my life for me and i would never have to suffer through working some job I hated, bouncing from job. I never have to suffer through any of that sort of stuff again. That's really how I felt. But as you can imagine, (laughs) or have probably guessed, that didn't last very long because it didn't take too long for the reality of what I was up against to set in for me and for me to realize that I was in way over my head. I mean, this was my very first paid client and my job was to build a full-fledged e-commerce platform for him. So talk about jumping into the deep end or or sink or swim type approach. And again, as you might have guessed, I eventually had to back out of it and tell him that I couldn't complete it. I just I was way in over my head for my first project. And that was a real punch to the gut for me. I mean, I'd be lying if I said that I came through it unscathed both mentally and emotionally. It was a real blow to my confidence and all of the doubts about whether I was capable of doing this, if I was just destined to be a failure given the way that I had grown up, and if I was smart enough, all of that stuff just kind of crept in and, and haunted me for a while. Now, obviously, I'm sitting here in front of you today, so I got through that But I learned a few hard lessons from that first paid client. The first one that I want to talk with you about today, which while it really sucked for me going through that experience, that guy, my client, he actually was pretty unfazed. I, I gave him all of his money back. I gave him the code that I had up to that point so that he could give it to someone else. And... Yeah, he was disappointed, but he wasn't mad. He was actually really cool about it. And he didn't go around telling everyone that I was a dirtbag. And so I wasn't (laughs) 
immediately branded a loser. I wasn't suddenly unable to get web development work ever again. And I was able to move on and I obviously got work after that and so forth. So basically, the world didn't end. So chances are at some point in your career, you're going to fail at some project. It's just, it's probably going to happen. And I'm sure most developers who've been at this a while can tell you a story or two about a project that didn't go well for them or they had to back out of or whatever. It happens to almost everybody. So it's probably going to happen to you at some point. So it's kind of pointless to be afraid of it or to to just be completely scared of it and not put yourself out there because of that. It's probably going to happen at some some point. The way that you get through it is by being honest and doing right by people. Again, that guy, I gave him his money back, every penny that he had given me because he had given me some upfront earnest money. I gave every penny back and I gave him the code I had up to that point because I was unable to complete it. So if you look at Look at it. He actually came out ahead. Yeah, there's a, some time that he lost, but in return for that time, he got the code that he could then take to someone else to have them finish off. So he actually came out ahead a little bit, and maybe that was why he was, was so cool about it. But if you make a mistake or you're in over your head, you just have to admit it and try to leave those people better off than they were when you started. Try to do right by them. If you do that, then you're going to be fine. And no, not every client will be as cool as that guy was about it. That's not going to happen every time. But they're not going to be able to drag your name through the mud because when they try to do that and people hear the full story and you're able to tell your side of the story, you're going to have a lot of people that look at the situation and go, well, yeah, you know, if there, if if that situation that happened with me were made 100% public, which I'm kind of doing right now, yeah, there will be a lot of people that look at it and go, you know, there'll be some people that'll be like, yeah, you're a dirtbag. But there'll be a lot of people that can be reasonable and say, well, yeah, you know, it was a mistake to get into that project. And, you know, I made a mistake, but you did, I did my best to make right by that person and be honest about it and so forth. And so, you know, they're not necessarily a dirtbag. They just made a mistake. You'll have plenty of people that will do that and you'll be fine. So, uh, they're not going to be able to just completely drag your name through the mud and ruin your your development career if you're honest, if you do right by people, if you try and make things right, etc. So that's the way that you, that's the first way that you can deal with that is just always be honest, always do right by people, admit when you make mistakes, admit when you're in over your head, and and you can get through it, you can work through it. The second thing I learned is the thing that you are probably sick of hearing me talk about. But this is one big part of why I continually harp on this because it's what keeps you from making these my, these mistakes and ensures that you're always able to deliver for clients. So directly to kind of to to answer the question a little more directly, how do you deal with clients asking you to do something you don't know how to do? The the big answer to that, from my perspective, is you don't do it. Now, I know that's mind-blowing, right? Or, in fact, it's probably even blasphemy to some. I mean, we're developers. We should always say yes. We should just go and figure out how to do everything always, right? So it, it's blasphemy. But to me, this is a big part of why you specialize. And it's why you market 
end results and not services. It's why you say, I'll build this for you, not I'm a web developer that does HTML, CSS, PHP, and I can build anything, right? You don't market yourself that way. You don't get yourself into a position where you then have to do that. So let me give you an example of exactly what I mean. So from very early on in my career up until this very day, you cannot hire me on an hourly basis for web development work. I've done some coaching and stuff in the past, but for web development work, you just can't hire me for uh, on an hourly basis. I don't offer it. Instead, if you go to my hire me page, what you're going to find is a set of products that you can buy, which is basically a couple different types of membership sites that I build that you can have me build for you. And what you get is the build, not my time. And the build is very defined as to exactly what you get, and you don't get anything else outside of it. So what you're essentially buying is a product, not a service. Now, I do that, yes, because it actually sells better. But second, because I've done these types of sites a hundred times before. So every time I do one, I'm doing something I already know how to do. I'm building the exact same thing. And there's just a few tweaks to layouts and colors and so forth, but I'm never building something I don't know how to build. And if a client asks, most of the time, I usually say no. Or if I decide I'm going to do it, I outsource that part of the work and I charge extra for it. So I have this main build that I do. If someone wants a custom plugin or this or that or the other, most of the time I'll say that's outside the scope and I just won't do it. They'll have to find somebody else to do it. Or if I say, yes, I'm going to do it, I charge extra and then I outsource it to somebody to, to build it for me because I just don't do it. And again, a big reason why is because it's not in this case is not because I can't do that. Obviously, I've written a bunch of plugins. I know how to do all that. I don't want to. So I don't. But if you can't, it's the same answer. You don't. So that's how you deal with asking uh, with someone asking you to do something that you don't know how to do. You don't do it or you charge more for it and you outsource it to someone who does. And since the way that I market myself, I have a well-defined pro uh, product that I offer to potential clients. The scope is very clear from the beginning. None of this comes as a surprise to them. It's all out in the open. And in my the video that I have on my Hire Me page, I actually say, do not hire me if you want this, 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 or this, because I won't do it. Now, I get people who ask, still ask, and I tell them no, but it's very clear from the beginning what I will and what I will not do. And so if you do that, you weed out, A, you weed out all of those people, and B, when these conversations come up and they start to kind of press you and get you to expand scope, you've already set very well-defined limits. It's really easy to say no, and they know the no is coming. They expect the no, so it, it, it's really simple. So again, this is just, you know, it's just another advantage of specializing. Specializing makes it easier to sell what you do. It also helps you keep within a very well-defined scope that you define and keeps you doing things that you already know how to do. And again, another advantage of selling end results as, as opposed to trying to sell services. You never have to fear not knowing how to do something. Now, 
If you take all that, I know that there are some of you out there that will mock what I just said. You'll call it blasphemy like I just said, and that's fine. But there's also some of you who might find it revolutionary for you. You It might strike a chord for you and be a solution, be the solution that you needed to get over your fear and finally put yourself out there as a freelancer. Uh, and finally start making this coding thing your living. If that's you, then one thing to consider is that this is just one example of the kind of things that we talk about inside my Get Paid to Code training series on Patreon. Every month I release a new video diving into these exact kinds of topics and teach you the hard lessons that I've learned in my 12 plus years as a web developer. So, Who knows what other roadblocks you could leap over, what other insights you could take advantage of, how much faster you could get what you want out of your coding career. If you want to find that out, then head on over to johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon. You can learn more about what that is and you can sign up there. Now, it's not a magic wand that will instantly make your life better, but if you're looking for a point in the right direction and solutions based on experience, it might just be what you need. So again, it's johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon. And whatever you do, start thinking about how you can be marketing yourself as a specialist, how you can be marketing products, not services, and end results that are really a well-defined scope and a well-defined product so you never have to get outside of your comfort zone. You never have to worry about doing something that you don't know how to do because you simply do not offer it. It's going to make it way easier to sell your services and it's going to make your life a heck of a lot easier and it might just be the thing that you need to finally put yourself out there and start doing this for a living. All right, that'll do it for this episode. Thanks again for watching it. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't yet and we'll talk to you next time.